I would, I would say that the real risk in the game is for people around two years, three years in, when the thing in that they've got it, they're starting yep. to size up, and I all of a sudden... That. Yeah, I remember those days. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, I still may be in those days. I'm not sure. I'm hoping that I'm out of them. But but you, you have a 2K month, a 3K month, a 2K month, and then you lose 20 grand. And you're just like, what the hell just happened? And then you need to reevaluate and think it's trading for me. Do it. Do I... Can I go through this game 12 more months to make this money back? Because you know you can, but you don't know if you can trust yourself. And that's where trading's risky. That's, in the early days when you're learning with a small account, I think for me, paper trading, real trading doesn't matter. As long as, as, long as you're trading small, the, the real risk is when you think you've got it. You're listening to the Steady Trade Podcast. A podcast that inspires traders to make meaningful strides and pursue their passions. Your hosts are Tim Bowen, the lead trainer at Stocks to Trade Pro, Kim Ann Curtin, the Wall Street coach, and Steven Johnson, the up-and-coming trader who's always willing to learn. Together, we'll sit down with experts to talk about their process, the lessons they've learned, and discuss how all traders can level up their trading careers. Welcome back to the Steady Trade Podcast, everyone. Um, back here with Kim, back here with Steven. You know, we've, we've came up with a, a topic that I think that is, is maybe on the tip of many of your brains or tip of your tongues, or I'm sure I botched that phrase, but you know what I mean? You're thinking about it. Um, many of you are probably coming to this podcast because you see these wild moves. Everyone's talking about the market. There's so much going on. And I mean, me personally, and, and obviously Kim and Steven will have their time to speak their piece too. But I mean, just for me, it's, it's just, I started day trading in 2007, the, 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 the financial crisis. Okay. I came to the markets because of the big market crash back then, back during the financial crisis, all the bailouts. And I, I came to the market cause I was like, Whoa, it's madness. And you know, that's 12, 13, 14 years ago, whatever it is. And here we are, in 2020. And it's just like, there, there's no comparison in my opinion. It's like, I think back to then and it was like, Hey, we'd have a few stocks running around now. I mean, you, you come in at 6am and there's, there's multiple hundred percent runners trading millions of shares. It's just a completely different world out there. And probably the catalyst for this podcast would be a wall street journal article. Um, we'll link it. Now it may be behind a paywall. Um, mm. I think that, you know, personally, if you don't subscribe to the wall street journal and you're trading, seriously, consider it. I don't have an affiliate link or anything, but I've been <laughs> reading it since high school. I think it's one of the last good sources of information that, you know, what I like about the wall street journal is they at least pretty unpartisan. Okay. Sure. You got the, you got the commentary or the opinion pieces, but it might be maybe the most unpartisan newspaper out there. But anyway, I'm done with the, with the uh, shilling. But check out the article called Everyone's a Day Trader Now on July 25th. And, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. And, and this really, I mean, we've talked about it a little bit on the podcast, how things have changed. But I didn't know the numbers. I didn't know that E-Trade you know, I'm skimming the article. I believe they added more accounts in March, 2020 than they did in all of 2019. I mean, and, and then you look at the Robinhood numbers and, and there's just so many new 
market participants. Now, I think that's a great thing because if you're willing to study, learn, be diligent, track your trades, have a trade plan, all the things we talk about on the Steady Trade Podcast, I, I mean, you listeners know I want what's best for everyone. I want every, I want all seven, eight point billion people on the world to be healthy, wealthy, and wise. But at the end of the day, there's got to be winners and there's got to be losers. And I think if you study and you're diligent, might as well take the money from all these lazy people. What do you think, Stephen? There's, there's too many, too many, too many points that I, I need to talk about and rattle off from that introduction. <laughs> And <laughs> um, there's, there's, there's too many, and I'm, I don't think I'm going to remember them all. But the first thing is, uh, what, I, what first hit me is there's three generations of traders here. And I'm not talking by age, I'm talking by experience. We have Tim Bone, who's the literal veteran. And he was around in the slower days. And then you have me, and I'm somewhere in the middle. Well, I've experienced some of the slower days, but I've also seen a faster market than what Tim has experienced for maybe the first five years of his career. And then Kim, you are the maybe the trader that best represents the new Robin Hooders and the new e-traders because you're in with that influx almost. Yeah. Um, and it's very interesting to get three perspectives from three ages. The other point, the second point, I hope I can remember three, is if you've got terrible media, don't worry. You have the Guardians, the Financial Times, the Times, uh, all brilliant British papers that uh, you will all probably turn to when other things crumble in America, as the tattoo, you'll turn to the British for help. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and um, the third thing is... That, might, that might be the best joke you've ever told. <laughs> there, it was so um, great, too, because it was so subtle <laughs> that we both were like, took a beat, and then we were like, oh, I can hear when you took yeah, it. I have some sarcasm. I have some sarcasm. <laughs> Not in the third time, I can't remember what I was going to say, but it's just the greatest time of... It's the greatest time of all time to trade. And yeah, the last point is the world in life is a zero-sum game and you get in what you put out. And when I read that article, there's a lot of people who just think that they're going to get it easy and they've got no clue what's ahead of them. Uh, so study hard. If you study hard now, there's never been a better time where hard work will be. And that's it. And over to Kim. I'm so excited. I'm excited for all of these people who now it's really entrepreneurial. I mean, I really think if there's one thing I've learned in this past year with you guys is that the entrepreneurial mindset is if you are coming from that, you're going to be, have a much stronger chance as a trader and entrepreneur being an entrepreneur is so hard. Like you have to really be committed. And I think that is in a way, I feel like all the traders who perhaps were here before this influx, who have really been diligent and been studying, you guys have such a chance to really uh, excel in a way that, you know, that article that Tim is referencing is like, you know, a woman who's, she's having initial good strides, the realtor, right? And the, and the grandpa, like they're, they're all going to experience probably some luck initially but if those are the people you're up against and you guys are studying and listening to what Stephen has to say and listening to what Tim has to say and you know listening to Tim Sykes's courses like you guys are going to be miles ahead of everybody else so just like entrepreneurship it's 
you know, there's, there's a great quote that says, uh, entrepreneurship is the only place where you work an 80 hour week. So you don't have to work a 40 hour week. <laughs> remember that. I mean, I, I, maybe you've heard this story, Kim. Remember that was the whole reason I sold my business because I fell into that 80 hour week to not work 40 hours a week, you know, totally. um, and, totally. uh, yeah, that, that classic, you know, entrepreneurial mistake, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's just a real huge commitment. And I, and I do believe trading is that as well. Like I, I do think that there's ways you can like, you know, you guys have advocated to me that it, I have my full-time job, right. My own business, but how do I do this? at the same time. But I think as long as you realize, okay, it's the easy entry that's there right now, which is fantastic. There's a low bar of entry. Just use wisdom, just use caution and listen to the experts. Listen to the people who have been here long enough that know this may look, uh, you know, like, what do you say, Tim, all the time about, like, there's no bar of entry, right? You don't, you can instantly. I always said it a million times on the right? podcast. All you need is a, you can get a, a working laptop from Goodwill and drop a hundred bucks <laughs> in a Robinhood account and you can start trading today. Nobody will stop That's you. Yep. That's so. it. That's it. So it's like, you know, and, and we've used the metaphor sometimes of surfing to compare it. You know, it, nobody can stop you taking a surfboard into the ocean on the North shore of, Ho- of Hawaii of uh, Oahu and, and go on those big waves. But wouldn't you think, huh, maybe I should practice a little bit on the smaller waves before I go take the big wave. So I just say to everybody who's watching, who's thinking about this, or perhaps we've enrolled you guys. Yes, you can absolutely do this, but you're going to have to study. You're going to have to come up with a plan and you're going to have to do your due diligence and then go for it. See, that's again, what I, what I love about this is, you know, number one, I, like I said, I hope everyone wins, but to me, this madness, if I always, I I always struggle from using, using the word easy. I'll never say easy, but I think it's easier now if you're willing to put in the work because now we've got, you know, 3 million new Robinhood accounts. And and listen, I, I love Dave Portnoy. I, I love the guy. But all he says is stocks only go up and, and all these people are like, oh, stocks only go up. And yeah. if you're willing to study the past and you're willing to study the chart patterns and do all this, you got, you got 3 million competitors over here. That's right. <laughs> that, are not, that are not prepared for the game. Exactly. They, yeah. they, they think it actually is monopoly right now. And the actual truth is anybody who's paid any attention to any of the history of Wall Street knows that stocks do not always go up. But for right now, it's bringing a lot of people in. So just think if you're the only one who maybe just listens a little bit, you are going to be the outlier. You are going to be the one that's going to survive those 3 million people coming in thinking they only go up. I, I, I understand both of your perspectives and I agree with it. I've come from a more seasoned, harder approach from a day when trading was harder and it's still just as hard. I would say trading is an internship or an apprenticeship to the hardest job in the world. Sure. But if you pass the apprenticeship or the internship, it pays the biggest rewards of any job. But it's ultimately the hardest internship to the hardest job that you've ever treated, that you've ever had in the world. Um, and yeah, I mean, right now it seems like the easiest job in the world because stocks just go up, right? right. Stocks, if, you're, if you're along, you're not lucky. You just, you can't really lose. It's, it's, <laughs> well, it's, uh, you know, 
we're joking, but it, but it, kind of not joking. I mean, and you know this, Stephen. I mean, uh, look really how many this. you know. One of one of the I say this like every like every day. I start laughing and I say nothing dies, you know, because I mean you know this. How many of these total total pieces of crap spike and they may fade and you know and maybe you short them yeah. and you do well, but how how I mean it. How many times this summer, like two days later, it's back. Whatever it is, the worst stocks, yeah. whether it be Mark or I mean Mark the, or Gene, so Gene. I mean Gene might be the worst stock yeah, in the yeah, world. G E N E. It, it yeah, spiked, even, and then like two days later, it spiked again, and it's like it's just wild. And yeah, it, even it's, it's rewarding the people that are just yeah. like covering their eyes and waiting a couple of days. <laughs> but uh, no, but I mean, so I, I did was, you, Stephen? Did you see this article or Tim? It was Market Insider. The day trading boom is a welcome phenomenon and has actually helped reduce market volatility, says a veteran Wall Street trader. This was, this was out yesterday. And it's basically just talking about he feels that all of this influx of uh, new traders is actually helping to keep it and, and keep that rallying. So he's saying, he's saying, oh, nice. let them come in, which is kind of surprising. Maybe not, maybe not. But I just, I just, I was kind of shocked to read that article and think, oh, look at this. A veteran is thinking, hey, Come on in. Well, again, you know, I could, I could, I see his, you know, and that's why I wanted, I chose the topic today. That's why I wanted to talk about this because I agree this isn't going to go on forever, but like right now I tend to agree with that guy because I mean, it's just like, again, joking about the stocks only go up. I mean, it's like every day you have like, like you have some big company that misses on earnings and it tanks two days later, it's back at highs. You know, it's just like, and, and when you talk about reduced volatility over time, you know, we, we see these, we've seen some earning stocks that have dropped. I mean, uh, I was thinking, I got my charts up. I'm thinking Netflix, right? Um, yeah, Netflix dropped. Now it's on, now it's a few points from back to the highs, you know, they, they had, they missed on earnings. So I would agree from a math perspective because people just keep bidding stuff back up. So he said less irregular trading dips and spikes and, and that, and then he said, uh, the rise in retail investing has also been a welcome phenomenon. And then many veteran investors have criticized the rise in day trading, predicting it will end badly, but he's figuring right now it's probably helping the market. So I've been, you know, wanting to ask you guys if you felt that was true. So, so Steven's, Steven, Steven's the bear of the bunch. What's your opinion? Uh, you, I mean, you think you think it's going to end badly for everyone? They're all going to go broke. They're all going to blow up their accounts. All three million of these Robin Hooders are going to be out on the street. That's what you think, right? What What I would say is on a on a macro perspective for America going into elections with Trump, obviously the boom is going to help artificially prop up the economy. It's not going to prop up the economy, but prop up the stock market. Um. On, a, on, a, on, on another level, I'll just tell a quick story. Like, I remember two years ago, was it two years ago when Bitcoin ran? Yeah, well, late 2017. It hit, so, 19, almost 19,200 19, and something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was, I, was, I was at home. It was Christmas. I was watching the news in England with my family. God bless them, love them. Um, and I was watching the news, and people were saying, Bitcoin's going crazy. Is everyone going to make a lot of money? And the news reporter, or the anchor, or the BBC said, Honestly, 
uh, all of the speculators, all of the people getting in on it, they're all going to lose on the way up and they're all going to lose on the way down. And the only people that are going to win are the experienced traders. And it's history repeating itself again, but in, in the US stock market now. All of the Robin Hooders, all of the new people, they'll lose on, they'll be outliers, they'll be some people, but they'll all lose on the way up, they'll, lose, they'll all lose on the way down, and the experienced traders will just sweep up like they always do because experience, hard work, and study pays every time. Now, I would add this, and I agree with that. Well said. Now, I will add a caveat, like we just talked about a little bit ago, but I think that the people that take this seriously, okay, yeah, if great. listen, if you, and, and again, I, it drives me nuts when people pick on people to Robinhood accounts. It's like, screw you, buddy. I mean, if this guy, uh, if this guy or this gal's got 500 <laughs> bucks, let him get a Robinhood account, okay? Yeah. Okay. But, yeah. but my point is, if you're, if you're doing the work, with your $500 account, if you're Agreed. reading all these books we talked sure. about, if you're, take, if you're taking your losses, you're not sitting there saying, oh, stocks only go up, you know, right. but I think that if you put in the work, yeah. you can also be one of those outliers, just like you were, Stephen, you know. And I'm the just, most unlikely outlier. You know, yeah. again, as a, as a, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to pick on you, but we've talked about this in 150 episodes. I mean, you started out, <laughs> You started out a, a hundred percent degenerate gambler, and, and you'll admit that, you know. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, Tim, sure. but Tim has talked about this that you, Stephen, he saw your even though there was maybe some naivete in the beginning, he saw that you were probably. No, it was mostly drinking and drug abuse and womanizing. That was most of it. But well, that's that's what I that was the polite term <laughs> I was using. <laughs> For, the, for that for that trifecta, <laughs> that was my my attempt at being the United Nations right now. As soon as my mom doesn't watch this, <laughs> <laughs> but, but he saw the he saw that you if you were able to kind of transcend that, you were going to be able to do this. Like he he said he said that many times in our conversation yeah. that he it's, saw it's, that you had the capability. It's just a relentless drive. It's not even much of a capability. I don't think you have to be that clever to trade stocks, honestly. You need to be average intelligence. You can be a little bit less. You can be a little bit more. It's all, it's but just you have all to be dedication, screen time. Discipline. Nah, you have I'm to the be worst. I'm the most least disciplined person on earth in every factor of life. You just learn it. You learn a lot. It'll, yeah, it'll you, say that. you say that. You say that. You say that. But again, you worked your ass off. I you think know. so. You, you had a and full-time losses. job. You're, yeah. you, you're YouTubing. I mean, again, you can say you're not disciplined, yeah. but you are. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe, but it comes with the cost. Maybe not in all the, the cost facets as well. of your life. Okay, maybe, you know. <laughs> no, no, I agree. No, no, no. I gave up everything for stock trading. Wouldn't put did. it that way. I gave up friends. You, I gave up a lot did. of family. I, I gave How up is everything. that not discipline? That's discipline, Stephen. Yeah, it's a different kind of discipline. But I, I'd give it all up and then have a bottle of wine while I study. Like, stuff like that. Do you know, I'd ease the burden of, <laughs> of, the, of the sacrifices that I was making. But um, what I'm curious about, though, is how the, how the market differs for longs and how the market differs for shorts. Because, honestly, there was one squeeze a week for shorts. Now, I have my finger, like, I have, like, one hotkey that I use, and it's command or all means out. Out is a market order, out. <laughs> and, and, I, and, I, and my finger is always on command all in the vast majority of every trade. And, and a hotkey for that only uh, action order, it's the most important thing because you, cause the, the way that people get squeezed the most times is they get shocked. It goes against them. They think, 
they try and put the order in, it goes against them again, then they think, I, I can't get out now. Yeah. The best thing you can ever have is just one hotkey, have your finger on it, tap it the minute you get squeezed, and the, you never put yourself in the, in the horrible situation of having to make that call. Does that yeah. work on every laptop or every uh, platform? You can put it on a pretty much any platform. You, you can. can. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, that's I mean, it may, the process would vary, but yeah. H- how many hotkeys can you have? Can I have all of them, please? All of them. <laughs> yeah, even have like hotkey W for win. You just tap, tap hotkey W. It's like win, win, win. <laughs> want to win, oh, never want to lose. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, you know, you make a great point because I mean, and that's the thing with right now is again, like like you said, if you if you don't get out in that initial spike then you start playing that justification game and then you're like oh i'll cover into a dip and just some you know especially you know right now when you get though you know again i i think of gene i know i keep kind of bringing it up but man that thing was was crazy uh, the uh when was that let me look up the day just so people can reference it would have been the four two weeks ago yeah yeah Yeah, the 14th of of july um gene like I mean, it, it like broke the high, it, it, it like spiked, consolidated, spiked, consolidated like six times in one day. Uh, and if you didn't do what Steven said, I mean, you just wow. keep getting, you know, it would just be keep paralyzing you over and over again. No. And this is so, this is so important because it's, mm-hmm. it is a, there's a fundamental trading rule that goes back years, if not decades, that I've changed in my trading that I just want to, I want to check with Tim Bowen because he's a veteran. But every trader says don't cut stocks uh, randomly, cut them at key levels. But in this new market, when I, when I see something about a squeeze, I don't wait for the level. I cut it before it happens because the probability of this happening is significantly higher. To and me, what do you think about that, Tim? Because it goes against the fundamental rule. Uh, well, now keep in mind to the listener, we're specifically talking about on the short side, yeah, on, a, yeah, on, on the, sure. the, the big runner of the day. Hundred percent agree because to me right now, listen. If if, even though I'll try and remember, I'm the angel on your shoulder and Stephen's the devil. Okay, (laughs) I'm trying to beg everyone not to short these low or these low float big runners. But if you are, I totally agree. And what I would be doing right now is having a max dollar amount loss where you're like, I don't care what the stock is doing. If I'm down a hundred. If I'm down 150, I'm down 500, whatever your risk tolerance is, you're gone. You're gone. That, that's, that's how I would, I, I totally, I wouldn't be looking at previous resistance because you know what? Right now, previous resistance doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You know? doesn't matter. No, <laughs> so, you, so that you, would be my tip. And I, I totally agree. Just have a max loss based on your account size. Maybe it's 10 bucks. Maybe it's 10 grand. I don't know. But when, if you're shorting these things, when that comes, you're out. Do you guys feel like, I mean, I, I almost feel more hesitant to, to start trading now because of the craziness. So what do you guys feel about like the infant baby traders? Is, is this the I'm going to throw that baby in? into the bathwater, man. Okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> or you throw it out with the bath. Well, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Hot water, burn baby. That's what exactly. I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to pull a, I'm going to pull a, a, a crap. What was his name? Hot water uh, burn from Rain Man. What was Rain Man's name? Oh, uh, uh, I can't remember. Dustin anyway. Hoffman. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, there we go. Uh, Raymond. Uh, I, what, well, Raymond? Was it Raymond? We'll move on. Anyway, know. okay. I say, yeah. 
I think it was I, Raymond because he that couldn't was, pronounce Raymond, so he called him Rain Man. I don't know. Maybe that was the brother. So. My my joke probably failed, but in my opinion, <laughs> I'll let Stephen answer. No, jump in. Just trade small size, you know, really, or, or okay. paper trade, whichever you want to do. So but I think there's no better time to learn than right now. You go. Steve. Okay. Okay. But do you feel um, like what I would be learning is going to be applicable later? You see what I mean? The craziness, like this isn't going to last forever. So what if I go in now? I, I guess I'm afraid. Like, what if I think certain things are going to go a certain way now and then they'll never happen again? Is that just uh, a bad, that's me being overly uh, cautious, maybe. Uh, the market the market hasn't like the market has changed quite radically but at the same time i don't think it's changed radically i think it's more all of the patterns are the same some of the, some of them don't stop working but most of the patterns are the same they all just like went up on turbo a little bit so for me like as a long you may get an extra 20 percent as a short you might short an extra 20 percent higher because there's another 20 percent of buyers in the market that's okay. the best way I can kind of just, and I had to change like first red date. I, I'd ask Tim, like what patterns do you claim more or less now as the markets change? Because I stopped. First red days work again now, but they didn't used to work. I, I showed a lot of trend breaks on overextended trash because trend, trend breaks are a really easy entry on something overextended with a tight risk. But I was just curious, what? How has your game changed? Same patterns. I, I think, if anything, though, that, that oh, dude, your dipping rips, my God, your dipping rips, my God. I bet your Mara's on there. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I think, you know, again, I think they're my, you know, the, the the patterns we talk about the most. You know, that that morning, you know, that that dip and rip that Steven's talking about. We got YouTube videos. We talk about a lot. That's that heavily shorted low float stock that pulls in the open and then breaks the high of the day. Those are working. The VWAP holds are working. And I mean, the red to greens are working. The ABCs are working. Um, anything long works, anything long works, anything long. I, I, I don't want to, I, I don't want to say that, but I tend yeah. to agree. It's like, you know, but, but here's my point, Kim, back to yeah. part of your question. I think now time will tell, you know, but I think this is just the new normal. Um, I don't think it's changing okay. because okay. here's the okay. thing. And, mm-hmm. and I know, and, and I know we all have our different opinions on Dave Portnoy, but I, I use him as an example because here is a guy who's an adrenaline junkie. Okay. Remember mm-hmm. he was all about sports betting. Okay. Sports betting, sports betting, high risk, you know, put a million dollars on the, on the Packers game. You know, that that's him. He's now come to the markets because of no gambling, because of no sports, and he is infatuated with it. And I joke about this on my Twitter yeah. all the time. I don't, when sports are back, I don't think he's going back. And I think there's a lot of people yeah, that will, right. used to get that fix. Yeah. You know, they were jonesing for the action, yeah. Yeah. and they would go to sports. They would go to the horse track. They would go yeah. to the casino. And I yeah. think what the stay-at-home order changed is – you couldn't go to the casino. You couldn't get yeah. on sports. And I think you have millions of people yeah. that aren't going back. Now, for I, right or wrong, yeah. but I think in like the next few years, I just think it's going to stay like this. Because even when basketball and football come back, I think there's going to be a – I think there's three million day Portnoy's out there. That are like yeah, the markets yeah. are the markets and, are way cooler, <laughs> and they're and they're doing well, right? And yep. maybe maybe just by luck. I mean, at the first time I got I got taken on my thirteenth birthday to the horse track, and my dad gave me two dollars for every are, race. Are, are there horses at the horse track? 
at the horse track. At the horse, did I say it? What am I saying? Did I say it wrong or it's an accent? No, I, mean, I don't. At the horse track, there was. <laughs> I went to Belmont on Long Island, and he gave me like two dollars for every race, and it was a daily double, like forced daily double, and I won hundred and eighty-two dollars. He was kind of annoyed. He was kind of annoyed because he's like, what the hell? How is she picking the right horses? And I can tell you, I was jonesing to go back to that horse track after that. I was like, can we go again? Can we go again? Because once you win, you associate the winning with, you know, so that's part of why maybe I'm a little bit nervous about going in now because I feel like, well, what if I just get lucky? And then, you know, you stay too long to dance, you know, and lose. My hard work comes in. Yeah, exactly. And again, yeah. you know, listen, we, you know, if you listen to us, you, I mean, the, the, the Kim, the only real danger is, you know, in these markets, I mean, again, yes, we're talking about how wild it is, but the only danger is if, you know, cue the uh, sound effect for Tim's favorite quote is if you don't have a plan. I mean, if you're bag holding, yeah. Yeah. that's the danger, but yeah. you can, tra- you yeah. can trade, you can short the craziest runner, ever as long as you have a stop there's no danger now all right so gene don't stop out then things get bad (laughs) yeah what what did you say about gene before like what what explain to me what that was about and what happened and and how you handled it like did you see just explain that to me because i heard you say like it went up and down up and down well no no basically what we were talking about is again on the on the 15th of july gene you know spiked from one to two in pre-market then after the open spike from two to four and then middle of the day spiked from 10 or, or sorry, from six to nine. And then at the end of the day spiked from eight to 10 plus. So what, what we were getting at is this was one of, I mean, Gene is known G E N E is known for being, you know, quote unquote, one of the worst stocks ever. Okay. Wow. And wow. so what's happened to people is they short these things when it, you know, it was up a hundred percent in pre-market ish maybe 80 percent and when and if you don't and and back to what i was saying i mean if you don't stop out on gene early in the day yeah then things are really bad then you blow up then you're gone but as long as i mean it was a crazy liquid stock it traded 300 million shares that day you could have gotten out you know if you if you (laughs) had your hotkey you know yeah yeah but can i can i just add because it's kind of irritating um, you trading is only risky if you have bad risk management, because if if something's risky, half your risk, and then it's half as risky. If it's really, if it's if you still find it risky, divide your risk by four, and then it's not risky. If you want more risky, triple your risk. The risk is factored by your size. The trading yeah. isn't risky. It's only yeah. risky if you make it risky. Okay. If you have bad see and and great great point because kim you know the reason we 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 caution against these blow-ups all the time and you're probably scared because we're like blow-ups 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 the only way way to blow up is having too much size like steven said i mean you can i mean you can learn day trading trading 10 shares at a time and it i mean listen if you got 10 shares of a $1 stock, it doesn't really matter what it yeah. does. I mean, right. if it goes to a hundred, you know, right. yeah, that's bad, but it's a thousand bucks. I mean, it's not like yeah. it's the absolute end of the world. Totally. Now, you got a thousand shares of that stock. Yeah. 
and then you got a problem <laughs> and it goes to 100 well you got a problem yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay all right this is good this is good it's really and that's short. that's a huge mistake and that to the listeners out there man yeah if you're i mean my the thing i'm gonna i always say is you know and i know steven and i go back and forth on paper trading and and i agree to a certain extent i just i lean towards the cautious side because i've I know where the bodies are buried. Okay. Yeah. 15, yeah. 15 years I, of this, I've yeah. seen so many people come and go. And so, but I do agree with Steven that at some point you got to have some skin in the game. If you're going to put skin in the game, just do it with something that even if you make the worst decision in the world, you're yeah. not missing a mortgage payment because of it, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. But, for sure. But I would, I would say that the real risk in the game is for people around two years, three years in, when they're thinking that they've got it, they're starting yep. to size up, and I all of a sudden... That. Yeah, I remember those days. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, I still may be in those days. I'm not sure. I'm hoping that I'm out of them. But but yeah, you have a 2K month, the 3K month, the 2K month, and then you lose 20 grand. And you just think, what the hell just happened? And then you need to reevaluate and think it's trading for me. Do I, do I, can I go through this game 12 more months to make this money back? Because you know you can, but you don't know if you can trust yourself. And that's where trading's risky. That's in the early days when you're learning with a small account, I think for me, paper trading, real trading doesn't matter. As long as, as, long as you're trading small, the, the real risk is when you think you've got it. Mm. Did you just hear that, Tim? He just he just he just kind of didn't demonize paper trading for the first time. For the first time, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I did. I did. There's no you point in paper trading. Now that commissions are free, uh, there's no point in paper trading ever. Well, ever. again, I agree. That that's the <laughs> and, and actually that's a great point. Uh, you agree? You agree? Because of commission free trading. I mean I mean yeah, the, the, the bummer though. the bummer in the past was even if, you know, even, I mean, if you were trading small size and you could be winning, but it would be, you know, one step forward, two steps back, you know, and Uh, and all of a sudden, you know, if you've got that $500, $1,000 account, you could be winning, but you, your, your equity curve would be dropping now with Robinhood, now with a lot of key trade, all this commission free stuff that doesn't happen. So, so that is definitely a change. So, yeah. But yeah. Stephen, you mentioned basically what you're talking about, and we've talked about this. But that's that Dunning Kruger effect, okay? Yeah. You know, yeah. We'll we'll probably link it in the show notes. I, I'm guessing. Yeah. You know that's and, and it happens with everything. It's like you know you, yeah. you know you you hit one fastball and you're like, oh man, this is easy. Next thing you know, you strike out 15 times in a row. So so that that is that. I and I agree for whatever reason in trading it seems to be like that one to two year mark where the peak of the Dunning Kruger comes and you're like, Oh, I got it. Add size. And then all of a sudden that Damn. slam back down. But how, <laughs> like how lucky for everybody to hear that now, because it's like, okay, just put the, you know, the buffers around you in a year or two, as soon as you start to get that sense of cockiness or sense of like, Oh, this is easy. I mean, that's part of what, has me a little cautious about that particular person who's telling everybody that stocks only go up is I feel like he is potentially misleading people into realizing that like gravity is not what it is. Like whatever goes up always comes down. So it's like how you can't tell people that, especially when they are perhaps just trusting everything you say. So I'm just like, you know, people just question 
question the people you're listening to, ask for evidence, you know, and then, and then test it against the way you know life works. Like if it sounds too good to be true, it's probably too good to be true. Yeah, and and uh, one, one point I want to make, and this is another quote, I, you know, I, I, I do terrible job on attributing quotes, but um, it's one of my favorite ones. And, and, you know, if you're listening, maybe write it down. I mean, in my opinion, and, and again, I took this quote because I like it so much. The, the quote is, there's only one thing in trading you can control, and that's how much you lose. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can have a process, you can align everything, you can determine everything. But at the end of the day, you're the one pressing that exit button, whether you're buying to cover or you're selling to get out. And remember, that's the one thing you can control. And back to that Dunning-Kruger effect, I think that's where people trip up. They have that success, they have that success. And then they start thinking that, oh, you know, I can, you know, work my way out of this. I can add to a loser. But if you remember that, that that choice is yours. And if that loss is bigger than you wanted it to be, that's on you because that's the only thing you can control. So it's a a good quote. I just, I just want to counter it again. I'm being the devil's advocate today, but you know, (laughs) I I just want to ask you guys how, how you've learned things growing up. It sounds obscure at first, but I remember when I was young, me mom would tell us not to do, maybe I'm just mischievous. Me mom and dad would tell us not to do things. When I say us, it's just me. They'd tell me not to do things and I would do it. And then I would think, ah, me mom told us that. And then I made the mistake and now I've learned and with trading, is it not the same that someone tells you not to do something, yeah. you make the mistake, you mm. feel the pain because a lesson is only really learned when there's a strong emotional bond to that lesson. And when you get told it, there's not a, a strong emotional bond to it. I'll, I'll learn through pain and suffering in the stock market at least. But for you guys, is it not the same? We can tell people, they're not, they're, they'll be like, yeah, but yeah. you know, they'll, they'll make the mistake. I, I mean, it, it bums me out, but you know, you are right to a certain extent because it's like, you can mm. say it all the time, but, and, I, and I'll get asked this a lot, whether it be on a webinar or wherever. And they're like, you know, how do you, how do you quit taking the big loss? You know, that's always the big yeah. question. And yeah. my answer is always at some point, you're just going to get sick of it. And you're just going to be like, I am not effing going to do this again. And you know, you can listen to, listen, I, I'm glad everyone's listening you know, or you can watch YouTube videos or you can read the books. But if you're taking those big losses at some point, you just got to be like, no, fuck this. I'm not doing it again. It hurts. And you do. do. I I, I had three years and I'm still taking them, but I I take them significantly less than I ever did. And you said the same Tim. Yep. You were like, I just took less. I still, you said you still mess up sometimes, but I mess up less and less and less and less and less. And you, and and, and and the part of that pain is, you recognize that you, you now that, that emotional memory, and this is obviously Kim's specialty, but it's like that lizard brain is like, Hey, we've been here before. (laughs) It it hurts. It hurts. It hurts. And I don't want it to hurt anymore. (laughs) I was, I was good though, Stephen, in my childhood. I listened to all the rules. Really? Uh, Then maybe you'll be the top trader. I don't, I don't know about that, but I definitely followed the rules because I just, you know, I don't know. I think there was, I just remember the look. I just didn't want that look because that look was like, you know, get it. No, but there's two, there's two types of traders though, right? There's the, there's the aggressive ones and there's the risk averse ones. And we both have our own problems. And, and you know, there's so many traders who can't pull the trigger. Oh, they'll get nervous and they can't take something aggressive that they should take. 
uh, or they'll hesitate and then they'll miss the move. And that's a real trading flow as well as being too aggressive. Well, and yeah. you know, that, that I, we'll, we'll kind of take this home here, but uh, I mean, that segues into, you know, one of the greatest trading. I, I know I'm a quote machine, but you know, there, the, the, you, you nailed it with the, there's old traders and there's bold traders. But there's no old bold traders, you know. But, yeah, but the, again, that's the you, best quote ever, by the way. That's the best quote ever, by the way. You got him. I, that, that, I, that. That. I, I mean, you see that. that. You see that on the podcast here. Stephen's so trying to be okay. I'm Stephen's gonna, trying I'm to talk okay. this newbie Kim into short and low floats, and I'm like, no, no. That's so bad. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. No, but I mean, I'll be short and I'll be short and low floats for the next 10 years, I'd imagine. I think I'll be short and low floats for the next 10 years. But, but I don't short the same low floats that I used to short. There's a lot of low floats that I miss. Like, yeah, M- yeah. like for That's example, good. today, That's good. today is the what? Uh, MYOS, yep. 5th of August, I, I messed that up Which, so by the way, bad. MYOS, they make protein powder for dogs, which is pretty dope. No way. That is crazy. It's a piece. I don't even know if that's true. Oh, 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 okay. (laughs) I'm like, these dogs, the animals are like, you're making, people are making millions of dollars off food or treats for animals. I I would have been surprised. Chewy's been an incredible swing trade this year, man. Because all these dogs now, I think these animals, people are staying at home and they're paying attention to their pets and they're like, you know what? I should probably get you a better bed. I've seen more beds sell out of... uh, Target when I went a couple of weeks ago, everybody had a new cat or dog bed. I was like, Chewy, what Chewy's in 52 week highs as we talk. So, what the, heck? <laughs> what the heck? All right, so you're lying though about that stock being a protein for dogs. No, they didn't. They, that's what they do. So, and it, and it, and it, and it was up like 150% today. <laughs> but, uh, do, you know, do you know what we need to do an episode about? Kodak, because everyone thought Kodak was a short on the first day, and then they found out that Donald Trump thought you've got loads of factories all across the United States. We need to do, we need to create more drugs. You can use those factories for drugs. Kodak was not a joke, and it was not a short. So stop hating on low flow penny stocks because you don't know which one's <laughs> legitimate and going to fifty. You yep, don't yep, know. And actually, that, that's a that's a great point. We'll probably save that for next week. That episode, yeah. So yeah, Bitcoin's it, running right now. What the hell is going on with Bitcoin? <laughs> a few things going on right now. Yeah, it, it just it, you know electric vehicles are running. The SPACs yeah. are running. Crypto's running. The crypto related stocks. Kodak, you know, it just, it, it, it never ends. So, um, all right. That being said, we kind of, you know, kind of all over the place a little bit today, but I think we kind of stuck to the fact, um, you know, if, if we were a little over the plate, all over the place, um, just so the listener knows, this is the first time we've recorded together in two weeks. So I think Kim, Stephen and I were doing a little bit of catching up as well, but, uh, but I think we did really hit the point that, uh, I think it's the greatest time to be learning this stuff. Now, notice I said, learning it. I didn't, I didn't say it's necessarily the greatest time to be trading. Okay. Maybe not put your money at risk yet, but if you're diligent, if you're working hard, you're tracking your data, you know, we, we did an episode recently with Steven where, where Steven had an epiphany after tracking his data, you know, who's not tracking their data about 2,999,999 Robinhood users. That's right. That's right. Maybe five of them are. Okay. So if you're doing that work, if you're diligent, you can succeed right now. Steven, go ahead and take us out. So no, no, I just, the only other thing that I want to add is there's, there's like five stages to growth because I think the most important thing when you're trading to get better is 
learning from mistakes, which means going back over old trades. And everyone says go back over old trades, but it never sinks in with people. Like seriously, like go over old trades. So look at pattern by pattern. How did you trade the gap and crap? How did you trade the first red day? How did you trade the first green day? How did you trade the double bounce? And think, where was I right? Where was I wrong? Where I was wrong? How was I wrong? How can I be better? What was, what was missing that time? That's ultimately the best way to get better. But to get to that point, you have to go through the DVDs, the courses, the guides, because you need to learn everything that makes those patterns happen. Yeah. So I would say get, get into education, spend a good year or two years in it. And then when you feel like you understand all of the variables of the market, then start being self-critical, self-analysis, and you will prosper in this new booming market. And that's it. And it's the truth. So. Well said. Well said. All right. Well, thank you, Kim. Thank you, Stephen. And thank you to everyone out there. Um, as always, you know, we, we kind of started out talking about that Wall Street Journal article. Um, we'll have everything linked over at SteadyTrade.com. So if you're listening on iTunes, you can always head there. Um, sign up for our newsletter, by the way. Um, actually, Matt um, and Bryce and I are working on that. Every Friday afternoon, we kind of do our digest of everything that Matt's doing on the uh, This Week in Steady Trade what we're doing on the podcast, um, dropping in some of the stuff that I've been doing on the Instagram lives and stuff. So it's a great newsletter, free newsletter, and uh, goes out every Friday afternoon. So check that out on steadytrade.com. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Kim. Thank you, Stephen. And we'll see you next time.